Would you let people know where you're doing this from? Hello! If you can hear the sound of my voice, that means you're listening to KAOP AM 1045. My name is Danny. This is Adam. <laughs> and we are Accents on Purpose, a weekly radio show dedicated to covering the DIY scene of Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, and beyond. We are broadcasting live from our studio, located at 20th and Church, deep in the heart of Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. In the control booth, as always, is our engineer, Gary. And according to our meters, uh, we are pumping out 88 watts of power which means where our signal is reaching as far as Eugene, Oregon. How are you doing, Adam? Uh, I'm not doing so well. <laughs> Why aren't you doing so well? Uh, I went to the doctors recently to get a physical, and he <laughs> said... This is going to get really weird. I have got some bad news for you. And he said... Uh, oh, I thought you were telling me No, you no, had, that you had bad news for me. No. So well, the doctor said he has bad news for you. Well, it could, be for, could, it could have eventually affect you. Oh, my God. He told me that I am I have pre-hypertension, which has to do with heart disease and high blood pressure. It's the silent killer. It's the biggest killer of men in this nation. Wait, actually, I just I just realized you told me a little bit ago that you're worried about your blood pressure, and I asked you if a doctor had taken or a medical professional, and you said no, that you're just sitting on your couch, like using your own homemade tools. So you took my advice. You went to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. Yes. And he got he gave me my blood pressure. And he says, you got to get this blood pressure way down. Way down. He says, you have, you have pre-hypertension. You're, you're like almost in the red. You're about to die. In the red you're walking corpse. It's a great record. It's bad. Is, this is all you have to say? So he told me, I need to cut out salt. I need to stop drinking. No more red meat. I got to start exercising. No red meat, that's good. Probably a good thing. You walk a lot. I am a walker. So I figured it'd be fun today for all of us to just go around. I brought my uh, blood pressure cup. No. Oh, to no. to uh, all check our blood pressure and just see how we're all doing because it is the largest killer of men in this nation. How how about we how about we save that for a little bit? We'll do that we'll do that to, we'll do that at the end. That's 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 how we'll end the show. Well, cuz it would be great. That's great. We do it at the end and the beginning cuz we can see how our blood pressure has changed <laughs> through the show. <laughs> no. Cuz when you hang out with people in a supportive environment, you know, that helps get your blood, it relaxes you, it reduces stress. So, uh, Adam, I have a funny story for you. Well, yeah, go ahead and tell me that while we get this going here. <laughs> so, as you know, I work at a record store. See, this is what's going to happen. You're paying more, you don't have the batteries. <laughs> no, See, I got the batteries. You're don't paying more attention more. to this than you're not no, listening. No, I'm listening to the store. You're, you work at a record store. And I try to be... Uh, Okay, so now, no. I want to hear the story. It sounds good. Your machine is making too much noise. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, I got to start over. (laughs) No, no, you know, you don't have the battery back. We're going to do this at the end. I got the battery right here. I got it right here. Hold on. It'll just take a second. This is awful. People are changing the channel. Three, two, one. How long does this take per person? Who knows? I mean, you know. You use this machine. (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is not happening. Okay, so <clears throat> I work at a record store. I can't do this. You, you really are going to do this to me. How long does this take? Sorry, 
So it's 159, 151, 146, 180. This is the first time we've ever had dead air on this radio station. 156 over 98. That is first level red. That's a good thing we check this. And look, at I look so calm. I look. You wouldn't know. I'm a walking dead man. I think your machine is cheap and broken. Well, we don't know. Do you want to try it? No. I'm sure you have great blood pressure. Justin, can you ask me how how my day is? Danny, how's your day? Uh, you know, it's really, it's funny that you should ask because, uh, so I work at this record store and I try to be very nice to the people that come in, no matter what, uh, especially younger people. Because when I was younger, I was really nervous about going to record stores and I would have a much better record collection if I wasn't so nervous. Because like, I didn't want to like buy stuff because they'd be like... Oh, you don't already own this? You're a poser, which would would never happen. Absolutely. So, a kid, two kids came in today. Uh, two kids came in today, and uh, one of them had a guitar, an acoustic guitar, and he asked if he could listen to a record, which uh, we have a listening station. I'm like, that's fine, and he wanted to listen to uh, the White Album, so I gave him the headphones, I gave him the cartridge, and then he said that he he didn't know how to he didn't know how to do it. And so he didn't like how to, like, to, to put the record mm-hmm. on and, and you know, have it make a sound. So I was like, fine, okay. Then really quickly after I got everything going and he was listening to it, he started trying to play along to the record he was listening to. So now there's just a like, kid standing in the store <laughs> with an acoustic guitar trying to play along with the White Album. <laughs> and it was really annoying me, but I was trying to keep my heart rate down. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like just like be a nicer person and just like let things go and who cares. And it went on for a while. It actually, I mean, it went on for a pretty long while. I think it went on for like a whole side of the record. And then I thought it was over, and I was glad. I was like, hey, "Good job! You didn't, you didn't, you know, say anything to him. You just, you just let it go. Hopefully, this kid gets really excited about music, and you know, this will be great." Then he's pitter, piddling around the Beatles section a little <laughs> bit more, and he pulls out Sgt. Pepper. Ambitious. Which, well, Sergeant Pepper has printed lyrics on the back, so he doesn't go back to the record player. Now he just starts trying to play songs from Sergeant Pepper and reading the lyrics off the back of the record. I was told Sergeant Pepper's was the first album to contain liner notes. Actually, I was almost you. You are correct. I was almost going to say that, but I thought I'd bore our listeners with uh, trivial Fuck facts. You, man, watch that heart pressure. Uh, and so. I, I just I just broke and I was like, listen, I, you 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 can you can't do this. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is like there's other people here. I'm playing music and it's just it's just not something that you it's it's not it's not an okay thing for you to do. And he felt really bad. And him and his friend left, and I think they were upset. But I'm I just I'm standing by that. I don't think people should sing and play guitar, uh, in the store. What do you think about that? Well, my feelings are still hurt from your comments about my blood pressure and uh, about... Uh, so, you know, singing and playing guitar is one thing. <laughs> singing and playing drums is a whole other thing. And right now, Adam, I don't know if you noticed, we have half of Seattle's hottest band in the studio right now, uh, Dream Decay. I love it. Do Thank you two want to introduce yourself? Say uh, your name and what you do in the band. Sure. I'm Alex, and um, I play French horn and um, hi-hats. And electric guitar. I uh, I'm Justin. I play drums <laughs> uh, and sing. And sing. 
So that's I, that's I, I do want to start with that, with that. Do you find it difficult being a singing drummer? Because some of the other members sing a little bit, but you, you the bulk of the mm. singing is you. Isn't the bass player sings a little bit, right? Something oh, like just a little bit. Did, like literally, just one, one song. line kind of. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Well, only because yeah. yeah well, yeah. he's got to ask the the, the, totally. the sound man for a microphone to get that one line it's in. It's always a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of difficult. I've gotten pretty used to it. But um, still impresses me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that you like piss off sound guys? No, no, no. I never had that happen. The funniest thing is the, the miking different when they have to. I just have like a mic that comes up like basically right in between my legs in oh. front of the snare, like yeah. And um, I've got a story about that. Yeah, like the funniest. <laughs> well, you know what? Sorry, let's hear, let's hear this, Alex. You're on. <laughs> it's our best story about the yeah. Mic. Oh, yeah. Well, so hopefully people are still. If listening. you can't imagine what he's talking about, the the mic. He doesn't put the mic stand off to the side. It's right in between his legs. And we were on tour a few years ago with um, Iron Lung on the East Coast, and we played a show. We played a matinee show at this house in... Isn't the Boston show? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But there was uh, a kid who came to this, this show, and he came to the show the next day in Long Island, which was like a really funny matinee show at a bar. And... Um, what, who was it that overheard him? Our, wrote, our our friend was on tour with us or something. Ian, it was Ian. Yeah. And uh, he he overheard this kid ta- describing his friends our show the day before. He's like, and you got to see this band, Dream Decay. They got this singer, and he plays drums at the same time, and he's got this microphone in between his legs. It's like he's singing into his cock. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's what it's like. Uh, so there you go. Imagine that, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just asked because, like, so, I mean, it would – think they would be worried about like uh other like the drums being picked up through the vocal mic that definitely does happen yeah. that yeah. does happen and he uh, has delay on the vocals too so, so it like, sounds kind of crazy yeah it sounds pretty dub in parts but it's kind of <laughs> cool yeah um yeah we've ha- actually haven't really run into like as many like sound guys being like annoyed by it as we think i, I don't know do you think they're scared of you maybe perhaps i don't know yeah, it's never really been an issue. Luckily, it's probably going to be now. <laughs> um, so it's funny. It's funny that you uh, mentioned dub because actually, uh, you um, you're a fan of ry- rhythmic repetition. It's is true your, your, with your music. I mean, do you want to try to describe your sound? You just don't care. I feel like rhythmic. it's harder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll skip that. But like rhythmic repetition, that, that's that's yeah. cool. I mean, I feel like that's just because we can't spot. think of another part. It's literally like <laughs> if we have one cool thing, we'll write it out forever. So who in the band is the first person to be like, okay, that's that's enough times. Like that's we need a change hmm. here. It used to be me because I wasn't an original member of the band. I joined like I don't know six years ago or something. Mm-hmm. But at first. Uh, the repetition and so, so so being the new guy in the band, you were fine with like okay, listen. I was gotta, like, we yeah, yeah. He kind of just read, rode with it. And we used to improvise more. Sometimes we'll we would just play something for a really long time live. And uh, like Justin used to make me play this guitar intro forever until he like gave me the signal. And sometimes I would just be like dying inside, waiting for him to stop. There's a video you can watch of us playing in Oakland at one, two, three, four, go records, and uh, it's particularly long. And um, would this be the first song of the set? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm just waiting. 
I'm trying to play it cool, but I'm so really not having a good time. You're doing the opposite of how comedians work, where they're waiting for the light and then they have to stop. Right. And they're like, oh, dang it, I have to stop. Where you're like, please, like, please. Let's yeah. do this. Let's please. do this. <laughs> please. Justin, have you ever, like, like messed with him? And, like, while he's doing the intro, like, you get up and, like, walk and go to the bathroom. Or, like, you, you, you go outside well, to, like, find the candy bar. I feel store. like there have been moments where we'll be doing it and, like... I'll, if it wasn't like at the beginning of the set and it'll be later and like I'm pretty tired, I'll like, I, yes. I, I noticeably will pick up like water or something and I'll like look at Alex's face and <laughs> it'll be like, literally like, fuck you. So, like, I thought we were going to, like, I know. thought, like, put that shit down. Like, let's do this. Yeah. So you don't, you're not one of those guys that has the water bottle on your mic stand. No, I usually don't have any water on stage. <laughs> I'm from New Mexico. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Uh, don't interesting. Do so, in, in Justin, you're from Arizona? Yeah. Did you two know each other? No. no. Do you think that you bonded over being from hotter states? Definitely. Or just southwest. Just southwest. Just southwest states. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, a question I was going to ask a little bit later, but I'll just ask it now. Justin, do you think that you would have formed this band if you would have stayed in Arizona and not like moved to the Pacific Northwest in eighth grade? Mm, definitely not. <laughs> no, uh, no, there's no way. Yeah. I have no way. I, I my like musical taste was totally shaped after I moved here, because I moved here in like eighth grade. It's like so prime for that like period. I feel like at least it was for me. So as a corollary, if you had never lived in Arizona, do you think you still would have formed a band? Ooh. Oh, this band, this band. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Probably. But that's a good thought. I don't know. Follow-up question. Which of those two questions did you think was a better question? Okay, that's, no, that's <laughs> not necessary. So, because uh, another thing, um, so the, the name of your most recent record is you, is you yeah. spelled Y-U, and I'm sure you're sick of this. I think it's a very interesting story, and I think our listeners would enjoy it too, so can you explain... And, and what the cover looks like, because that, uh, that all kind of like works in together. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. the concept, so it's Y U, and the U is like a Spanish U, um, with an apostrophe over the top. So it, it's like symbol symbolically kind of represents the um, a tangle of two cultures, I guess, and like a U being like. Um, it's like pretty identity based, like the the theme of the record. So, like Alex came up with the idea of combining both English and Spanish yeah, in that way. Justin like had an idea to call the record "You," just like Y O U, and then he shared with me his lyrics to help come up with try to come up with song titles. Um, because we just had working titles before then um except the only like one song two well bass like, jam you know, which bass we actually jam. kept the name of the song yeah <laughs> that, that like, one stayed the yeah. same um and uh so and he explained to me a little bit um like thematically and then i thought well what if we called it two like in spanish for you mm-hmm. and then yeah i don't know then we just thought oh we could combine them because it that seemed to really like encompass the whole idea and then with with on the cover there's a venn diagram with the um you know it's two intersecting circles and it has the uh the name in in the middle kind of like visually representing that yeah and then i tried to get pretty deep with it yeah well we got pretty heavy like you know for punk yes (laughs) uh well because also uh just you've said in interviews before about um like it was a real shock to move to the northwest because like all of a sudden you were like the only brown kid. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially in Bainbridge Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I grew up on Bainbridge Island, and um, 
Yeah, I totally was like thrown into a completely different culture um, uh, than where I was from in, in Arizona. How old were you when you moved? Uh, I was tw- 13. 13, yeah. So, from, from the transcripts I got from your school records, you were in eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. eighth grade. <laughs> and I did pretty bad. Oh, when yeah. you first showed up, were there things that you're like, wow, there's a lot of X around here? Like, there's a lot of people or culture or stores or focus green. on. Green is, it was huge. <laughs> For sure, green was like massive. That's and then um, uh, I had like never really seen like rain. Like, obviously, I think that's a pretty given around here. But, um, like there's monsoon season in the southwest it's like pretty intense but like the rain here is like completely different it's like uh yeah it's a completely different experience but yeah then just like i don't know i think i was just so like worried about fitting in the entire time and that's why i started punk bands yeah definitely (laughs) what was your first band i was in this band called oh in eighth grade, later that year, I started my first band. It was called The Ruins. Whoa. With my friend Nick Mann. And were you playing drums? I was, yeah. Were you singing too? No. I, I didn't start that until later. So, now, when you was when you formed Dream Decay, were you like, I'm going to sing and play drums? Like, was it mm. always that way from the beginning? I played guitar first, okay. originally. I actually saw their first show, and Justin was playing guitar. It was the first time I'd seen him play, because I had always seen him play bands and uh, play drums in bands. Yeah, I played guitar first, um, and then like as like things kind of changed, it was like I, it became more necessary to play drums just because I couldn't really find people to play with. Yeah. Well, and and I know you um, n- interviewed them, uh, Haunted Horses. Yeah. Colin, oh, yeah. Colin. Colin actually was the original drummer. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin but then played he, drums, and then he kept quitting. Yeah. <laughs> he quit. He quit. That's one of these shit talks you're gonna have to edit out. <laughs> Actually, no, leave it. <laughs> I actually have no idea what's going on. Me either. Uh, uh, Alex. Yes. How often do you record a band and they ask you to join the band? This is the only one. So Dream Decay was the first and only time. Yeah. Did they you? So me. how? So I, I'm very interested in this. So, so wait. For, so the story is that you were recording them. Yeah. Well, they um, <laughs> they they were help. interested in recording themselves. And Justin knew that I knew how to record, and I had some equipment. So he asked, "Can I just be your intern for a little bit? Get all the well, skills. I'm out of there." Kind of. Well, <laughs> I I wasn't like doing that um, for work or anything. He knew I just recorded some of my own bands, and uh, I was living in Portland at the time. And I said I'd come up and help. And they did actually pay me, but afterwards, Whoa. like I didn't know I was being paid, so it was just like a friend thing. I don't even. But I still that. took the money. You give me a hundred dollars, I never forget. I mean, that's just, I mean, even just the bolt bus fucking yeah. <laughs> that's true. ticket. So I, I came up with some gear, and it was funny because our old guitarist, Nick, here, he knew how to record, too. I wasn't sure why he wasn't just doing it. But um, I recorded them as a three-piece, which is li- uh, live besides vocals, which is how they had been playing for a while. And um, The vocals were like on a drum drum kit or something, or- no, you just recorded the vocals afterwards. We just yeah, yeah. So you said you were playing separately. live. This, you were recording the same way you played live. So you guys would just play the instrument. No, he meant as a three-piece. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and um, How's that and, heartbeat? Yeah, so then uh, Justin was still interested in playing guitar, um, but he, so he, he had the intention of writing second guitar parts um, for the record, and he did that, 
um, all after the fact. Like like the songs you hear on Envy weren't actually played like that live until I joined the band. They were played. They were much more stripped down with just one guitar. So if you want to hear Envy, how they actually played it live, just I think maybe take off the left <laughs> headphone. Yeah. And you can hear what it was like live. I'm gonna be bootlegging that. <laughs> Super skeletal sounding, and, uh, and and it'll be such a like a shitty bootleg. It's just that people's one speaker yeah. won't have any music. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can help you put it into mono. Oh, awesome. Good. Because there's and, that whole thing with the Beatles, right? With the mono. No, steering. we're not fucking yeah. talking about the fucking Beatles. Continue. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, Justin was like, "Hey, we need someone to play. You recorded us, so you already basically know the songs, which of course you don't." Wait, what was the situation? The did, did, they wi- did they wine you and dine you? No, no I I'm sorry. Actually, actually, that is also they paid really you funny. $100. My other band wasn't very active. I don't know. I just thought I, it'd be fun. Well, I remember there was like a weekend of shows, and we're like. Alex, like we got this like weekend thing. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. can you help us? Can you play this? And then like, you played that, and then it was just kind of like you were just like, and I think it was just like kind of like. And when they went on the went tour on... with Iron Lung, I wasn't even sure if I was gonna go because Jensen didn't know from Iron Lung. Didn't know he was organizing the whole thing. Didn't know that I was in the band yet. Yeah. Or he didn't know they were they were gonna be bringing an extra person. And so you had to like you had to like hang out on the roof and just like ride that. Yeah. Oh, but that that, that is a funny thing to say. Like, you recorded us. You know all the songs. No, that's not (laughs) that's not it at all. Not really how it works at all. No. I think that we kind of like always was. We're like, oh man, hopefully like maybe Alex could play. You know, and it worked out. Yeah. We've been doing that ever since with other new people in the band. Just keep grabbing people. We just kind of, yeah, kind of. So, what what makes you decide that a song just needs a, a live tambourine? Oh, well, we put tons of tambourine all over our last record. Yeah, and and, just kinda... and our friend Clark, we just like him. So yeah, just... yeah, yeah. So just get up on stage, yeah. play that tambourine. Yeah, I, we felt like it's pretty like all over the record, and it kind of felt empty without it. It was also because John switched. See, we That's had true. two guys named John in our band. For a little, one a played year, guitar yeah. and one played synthesizer. Then John with the H, he. We, and that's he spells his name with, with an H, not that he uses. Yeah, we heroin. just call him the John. <laughs> John with the H. John with the H. John with the H. <laughs> He's a drug dealer. Well, John with the H. Walk. Oh my! I'm so glad you're here. John with the H. He was more focused going. on the H, so he had to quit. No, he was working actually for Habitat for Humanity. Another he, H. Yeah. yeah. The double H. Oh my God! The H is all over yeah. the place. Um, and so he, we kind, he kind of knew when he took the job he wasn't gonna be able to tour or anything. So um, when he quit, we had uh, other John switch from synth to guitar because he was a good guitar player, and he already, he actually knew the songs and um, at least how they went. And uh, so we've just been, but he also used to play tambourine as well in certain parts when he wasn't playing keyboard. And um, uh, is 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 when in the studio? Do you have guests come in to play the tambourine, or you just take care of it? No, we just take care of it. It's no. really <clears throat> dismal and bleak. When <laughs> have, has there ever been a disagreement about the tambourine? Mm, no, not really. We're usually pretty good about it. That'd be good. That, that's good. Sometimes be... whether it should be to I mean double you can time go yeah or... the double time thing can really <laughs> well, there should be well, well, yeah cuz there's like the shaky kind and yeah. then there's the kind that has like the like the drum head type thing yeah. yeah I still don't really know the difference between those two or what one offers well because the, the one with the drum head you can like get like you get like a little swat sound too you know actually you know what's funny is the fucking original 
guy, one of the original guys in Brian Jonestown Massacre, he always had two, and he would take turns. And we, had, just like, watched we just watched actually. Dig. Oh, you did watch this? We were great. I love that movie. Yeah, very entertaining. We were surprised how prominent the tambourine player was in the movie, and um, he kind of held it together a little the, bit. The, 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 yeah, he does hold it together. Or, the, the rumor at the time, which this may or may not be true, and I might be slandering someone, uh, but we have good lawyers, so I don't care, <laughs> uh, was that he originally was like the guy who got them drugs and so that oh. they just like always wanted him in the band. He looks like, he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drugs. you know, whether or not that's true, uh, who knows, but that was always like the, 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 the rumor that was going around. So I'm noticing, like, so you talked about how like, you joined the band a little bit later. You were, you were asked to join. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that, uh, you're kind of put into this role where you're performing in ways that you would prefer not to and you're kind of begrudgingly waiting yeah. for someone else to release you i'm getting sort of the big brother little brother kind of dynamic where there's not a there's an affinity and a love there but there's also a little bit of like toxicity watching someone <laughs> suffer and getting enjoyment i'm seeing a laugh a big smile yeah. very happy well there's laughing with an at which i think we've covered on this podcast yeah. before. it's funny because i'm older yeah if anything i feel like you're the big brother like the responsible one, or you just talk. talk oh yeah, I would like, say more like dominant. No, yeah, really okay. totally. Okay. <laughs> well, you, like well you, yeah, like you're the one you recorded it, and they're like, "Gee, Willikers, we can't do this without you. Can, can you just join the band?" <laughs> I wish it was like that. I, I yeah, Not I feel quite. like if anything, Alex is the big brother of the band for sure. Aww. Oh, wouldn't you think? think so? More of it, it, you're trying, you're trying to see just what you can get away with. Yeah. And you're we'll you're see. like I'm gonna tolerate because. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in the band, actually, I think like I had a band that I thought I think I felt definitely felt like the kind of leader, the organizer. And then I think Justin was that way in Dream Decay. And Jason, our bass player, had his own has still has his own band and our friend John even, too. So we're kind of like too many uh, cooks in the kitchen sometimes. You know, what's funny on Discogs. Justin is the only person listed as a member. I've tried to edit that. Sure, sure you have. <laughs> Very curious. Interesting. I have. I can't figure. I it out. have. <laughs> I have. I have. Gee, Willikers, I don't know why that keeps happening. Well, we actually had this problem where, in um, because Justin did originally start the project himself. Well, uh, like the first tape he put out, maybe God, that was like probably like nine years ago or ten years ago or something. Was was just him, and. Uh, I don't know. It must have been in like an early thing that was written about the band that it was like Justin's project. Oh. And then when people would do research for new interviews and stuff, yeah. And maybe the Discogs thing was part of it. Yeah, they totally. would just see that information yeah. and just kind of like pass it on. And there was actually a write up about our new record. Um, well, the fir- it happened in uh, like last year in something that was written in um, a paper in like San Francisco or something when we were on tour. And uh, we actually talked to the kid about it, and he felt really bad. Yes, because people and people all it was due the next day. <laughs> right, right, and I, it's like, and um, but uh, we got a write up. It was like the first bit of s- small press we had yeah. for this new record. And it was on AV Club, oh, yeah. and which you know has a lot of like you know readership or whatever. And they said it's Justin Gago's project, so I actually emailed. The guy who I kind of knew with, with the season desist letter. Yeah, yeah I was we like, shut him down. I was like, yeah. "Hey, man, I hate to say this, but like, it's not. It's like a ba- regular band." Yeah, 
Is it, does that make it more funny since it came from you and not from Justin? Maybe, but I kind of no, knew him. He's we, a the only reason why he did it is because he kind of knew him. Yeah, I've definitely with the San Francisco dude. I was the one that talked to him. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, that's like a weird thing that like has followed us. So you know, you know, one band uh, that I'm thinking of that started out as just like one dude that's become like a full band is uh, the OCs. True. Have you ever seen that band? Yeah, I've uh, se- we've seen them a bunch. I've never seen them. Oh, you've never? I've seen them like ten times. I believe they've seen you. They have. Uh, do you just do you want me to keep asking questions? Or do you just want to tell that story and say what's happening? Oh, um, where uh, John Dwyer yeah. came to our show. Alternatively, no, we can no, all take our blood pressure right now. No, you're. <laughs> I might. Sue I'm you. terrified to do that. Honestly, I'm good. <laughs> I'll do it. I feel like Alex yeah, will probably be the best thing. I I'm I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. Justin, you're going to tell an interesting story from your last tour, um, which also has ramifications for this fall. That's true. So we were, we played a show in uh, L. A. in March, and um, oh, do you remember the venue? Yeah, we played at this this bar called the Griffin. With our friends wand. They booked it. Oh, yeah, wand's good. Yeah. yeah, and um, I remember we were setting up and stuff, just kind of settling in, and um, uh, I looked over, or some one of us looked over and noticed that uh, John Dwyer from the OCs was there, and you know, that's, uh, we just kind of were like, oh, that's cool. Like, and he's just like playing some pool tabs. and you He know. was just kind of hanging out, <laughs> getting ready for the show, just chilling, I don't know. Yeah, and I think all of us were just kinda like, whoa, that's, that's cool. Um and then I remember right before we were going to play, I went outside to grab Clark, the tambourine player. <laughs> yeah, you can't go fucking on stage without it's true. the tambourine player. I had to grab him. He was outside, and he was actually already talking to John Dwyer. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Clark, of course Clark is the one that's always just making the connections. Was he saying, like, I, I like the OCs, but I think you could use a little bit more, <laughs> a little tam- more tambourine. You could use a little bit more tambourine, and <laughs> I just happened to have one on me. I think what Clark is actually trying to do is funny. He lives in Seattle, but he's from Reno. he's from Reno, and he loves Reno so much, he was trying to convince John Dwyer to take the OCs to Reno. Because he used to run a, a, a venue there called oh. the Holland Project before he moved here. And, uh, yeah, he says he's been trying to get the OCs to go to Reno for a long time. That's strange that they want to just do it. I think that, like, Have yeah, I don't know. Reno? Uh, I was uh, in Reno once when I was 17. Yeah. So, like, 42 years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, yeah, John Dwyer was there, and he we met him. He was he said that he was there to see our band, and, yeah. And then so you we, think he reads the AV Club? We I don't know. He said I think he, he probably follows Iron Lung Records because they toured with Total Control. Oh, okay, there you and go. And that... Um, that's kind of how I figured, but yeah, he said he had heard our record that day and he liked it and he wanted to come check us out. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And then uh, yeah, he invited us to play some shows with them this um, September, which we're doing in Seattle and Portland. Just but, two. Yeah, just yeah. those two. Okay. Um. But yeah, that was it. Was like really wild. I mean, we're not like so. Not, it wait, felt that was... really L.A. to us. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Like whoa. LA. It was very. Were much... the paparazzi's taking pictures as all this was going yeah, right. down? That's like a famous person to us, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, know. I think most people listening to to this would consider that a famous person. <laughs> so wait now for this Seattle show. Uh, who? I mean, are you playing last, or, is, or are they playing last? They're playing last. This oh, okay. is their show. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Oh. I mean, you know, I, wasn't you, sure. you, you, I wasn't sure either. <laughs> <laughs> 
I figured because we had all the draw. Yeah, you, you might right. have to edit that Facebook invite. Yeah, let's, let's, let's edit the set times. <laughs> that's true. Oh man, that's a good idea. So no double encore, I guess. <laughs> a double encore. Uh, speaking of shows, you folks played a little show called the Upstream Music Festival. Oh um, yeah. How did that go? Eh. It was fine. I mean, we. I think I will say this. Like, it was really, really nice that we were asked to play, it, yeah. and we were asked by a friend, Charlie. Oh yeah, that's and, true. And you played with Haunted Horses. Yeah, yeah our show. Our was whole cool. show was really. It was cool. a really good show. If that would have been as part of something else, that would have been a show. Would have been really exciting. Yeah, for. we played like the coolest showcase. It was yeah. just one we just thing ditched, was like, 120 bands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> one thing was that like the venue that we played at which was like an empty storefront kind of thing had since it wasn't zoned for like performances or something there was like a really small like 30 people occupancy limit so they could like wait outside it was like really was, un- ridiculous and like everyone so like everyone was bummed about that <laughs> it was so yeah. awkward <laughs> it was so i mean awkward. usually we get 35 people yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it was just like everyone was just really bummed about it and and honestly it was kind of okay because really there wasn't that many people no don't whisper like this is radio (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it it turned out being okay but the whole thing was kind of um the weather wasn't great it's kind of like i just went to block party for the first time and although uh definitely not my uh scene for the most part we saw uh, i went with my friend our friend's band miss cummings and um uh, like that just felt like I mean you know that's been going on for years and it just yeah. this was the first year of Upstream it definitely felt like a first year uh, I, I made festival. what I thought was the funniest internet joke I've ever made and some people thought it was funny but <laughs> I said Upstream more like downpour because it was like raining a lot yes it was do you get it Adam? I get the joke I just think it's funny that you're bringing up how <laughs> proud of your own joke <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny I thought it was pretty funny um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. I think that like besides the bands that we played with and the other handful of friends that were playing or around the area during the weekend, we were probably the most excited about like food that was given oh, to yeah. us. Oh like yeah, that. That the really, VIP lounge. We, that, which is I actually very, take very, it all back. That was awesome. <laughs> no, like that was like very new to us. Yeah, like, yeah. we've never really. I that mean, was we're so like cool. very comfortable playing basements and stuff and so having access to something like that was very like very bizarre was it, are we talking like a buffet situation there yeah was, um, there was little sandwiches yeah. there was but, but like, of candy but, but wait, popcorn, wasn't it like chips. like buffet but like wasn't like the chef making it right there i thought i thought it wasn't pictures. even like that oh, legit. No. it was okay. like some thought, sandwiches oh, like okay. what well, was kind of bullshit they were they had a coffee thing and i really like coffee and they had these um cafe vita cups and i was like oh they got like they got like real coffee yeah. that's kind of cool i'll drink that and then um just the cups dude it was just the cups they were it was totally maxwell house <laughs> Damn. but i kind of at the beginning i was like this is pretty good until i realized it was maxwell house uh, i want to tell a quick story about uh free food at an event that i went to hey danny do you have any good stories about free food and events or anything like that <laughs> Hey, Danny, do you have any good stories about free food at events or anything like that? Uh, it's funny that you bring that up because so this last weekend I went to Portland for the Portland Zine Symposium. 
which is a great event. Uh, it's the second time I've done it uh, in the past three years. And uh, is well organized. It's it, a little hot. A little hot, but besides that, um, it's really good. But one of the funny things is they want to provide food for people, which I think is a nice thing to do. But they're on like a shoestring budget. And so they just work on donations. And Voodoo Donuts donates food, but it's just five-gallon buckets <laughs> of donuts. Just the day-old donuts just shoved into five-gallon buckets. Wow. And it's kind of gross because you just have to stick your hand in and pull out like a half, maybe a quarter. And Sounds kind of good, right? Yeah, that sounds delicious. So these are like the the Home Depot empty five yeah. gallon, yeah, brand new, Paint but bucket. still a bucket, a plastic bucket. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, uh, if I mean, maybe I'll make this like the thing, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> that's so sad. Okay, that's better than I thought. I know in my mind, I was imagining like a uh, a grape crushing station. Kind oh, of yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> but if you see this one, has a wrapped piece of bubble gum in it. Ooh. Uh, but so okay, I fucking love donuts. I, I like recently I went to Canada, and one of the it was the second time I've been to Canada. But the one not the highlight, but one of the highlights was I finally got to go to a Tim Hortons, which is the oh, Canadian right, right. Dunkin' Donuts. Fucking love donuts, but I just love donuts. Like I don't need Fruit Loops or Cocoa Puffs or like bacon I like, or like, like Safeway donuts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah they, they got some good donuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, I just wanted to share that. I know this. I know this interview is about Dream Decay, but Danny, I've got two questions queued up for you, and I'd like to put you in the hot seat for just a moment. Uh, okay, okay. Please. So what is it specifically that you like about donuts? What is your draw? What is your, like... Did you, like, fall down and scrape your knee when you were 10 and your mom was like, oh, come in, little Danny, let me give you a donut? And that made no, there's sugar and dough. That tastes good. But there's <laughs> lots of things that are composed of sugar and dough. So what is it about a donut that appeals to you? I don't know why you're turning this into, like, a therapy session. No, I'm just very curious <laughs> because it's so specific and it does not align with the... The vision of Danny that I have in my mind. Uh, you know, nine. I, I I think like ninety percent of the time I I try to eat really healthy, but fucking I I just I really like donuts. I don't know. I love Boston cream donuts. I think they're one of yeah. the, the best the best things to eat. Okay, now actually I got a third question, but then this is a quick one. So a lot of people think that Hawaiian pizzas are just like a complete bastardization of the pizza yeah. form. Do you yeah. have anything like that for a donut where you're like, that's not a donut, that's some stewed up stupid. Besides everything that's served at Voodoo Donuts, so every oh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think, the... and this isn't because I'm a vegetarian, but bacon on a donut—that's stupid. That's fucking. I never, that's ridiculous. I never like that. Some people Justin, do you have anything on that? I mean, but I do like Hawaiian pizzas. I mean, I'm all down <laughs> for Voodoo. Honestly, there's like some elements of it I'm pretty cool with, but I mean, it's, it, I, it's I'm pretty not, excessive. I'm, yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I, I like. like very similar to I really like coffee. I don't need hazelnut flavoring and whipped cream in it. Like I just I like coffee. I just you know, okay. I like things that taste like the thing. Gotcha. I don't need things. To you don't taste need like jazzed it. up. I like bagels and I like pizza. If I want pizza, I'll eat a fucking pizza. If I want a bagel, I'll eat a, pa- I'll eat a bagel. I don't need a pizza bagel because why? Are bagels cool. are fucking. Oh, <laughs> I might like bagels more than I like donuts. I fucking love donuts. Really? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that next next time. Uh, so, last question: What kind of what kind of draw? What kind of what are the people that go to a scene? What do you call it? A scene? Zine. A zine. Fanzine. Zine, zine, zine symposium. 
as a as compared to a convention. Wait, I think Alex has an answer. For well, this. I have to say that, but like Justin told me about the show, and I wanted to listen to an episode. Oh boy! So I listened to the one with um, Merso. Yeah. Just because I that one ended and, weirdly, we just ended up yelling at each other at the end. But I yeah, and but it's funny because you tell a story about going to the Zine Symposium, and it must have been like two years ago. So now I just feel like you go to these all the time. Uh, I may, no, 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 no. I think I was talking about the Olympia Zine Fest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's, so you do go to them a lot. Uh, I so do. You, so you really know when it's a good one, when it's a bad one. Well, I mean, a, uh, I mean, the best is short run. I mean, it's, what's funny about all of this is that for a second, I was going to hawk my new fancy <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the episode, but then I was like, no, but uh, since let's we're... Let's do pretty, it. Yeah, let's do, we do this. It? Let's I do think it. we should do this. We should do this? Yeah. Uh, okay. Adam... And then we should I, talk about food some more. Yeah, we're a very food-centric like, band. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. what's, what's the difference between a scene symposium and a scene... Fe- or a zine. zine symposium and a zine fest? Tomato, tomato. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I just completed uh, the 13th issue of my fanzine, and it's 28 pages, which is a lot. It has a risograph? Risograph? How do you pronounce it? I always say uh, riso. Riso? I'll go with that. I don't know. That's what Aiden does. Aiden, yeah. yeah. Aiden printed those. Okay, I had a feeling. You know, he still hasn't picked up that money. That I left here for him. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it's uh, I put a, it, I put a lot of time into it. If you want to order it, uh, I'm really bad with the internet, so you have to go to Etsy slash Clock Tower Nine, and you'll be able to order it. Uh, and so yeah, please do it. Uh, I printed up a lot of them, and I want to get rid of them. And uh, so the things in it, there's a five thousand five hundred word story that I wrote about road tripping in the late '90s, early 2000s. There is uh, three people answer the question, what's the last record I would ever sell? Uh, there's, I have an ongoing column, which is a million things that I, I've learned from post, postcards. And this has 75 to 91. So I still got a lot to go. <laughs> and there is a recipe on how to make pizza in prison from my pen pal who's in prison. Uh, he gives a full recipe about how you make pizza in prison. Whoa. A guy once told me how to make tomato soup on tour. Which is go to McDonald's <laughs> and you get ketchup, sugar, ketchup, sugar, cream, and then hot water, tomato soup. Never tried it. Never will. Uh, if you if you've tried that, uh, email in at accidentsonpurposepodcast at gmail dot com, and we're gonna take a short break.
So now, Bandcamp. Have you heard of Bandcamp? Yeah. They said that your record was one of the best uh, records of winter 2017. Really? Yeah. Wait, what? No. Yeah. 2017 winter hasn't happened. Oh. 2016 winter? No, no, because it was in January, right? Yeah. So I think they're considering like... November, December, 2016. Oh, I would be confused by that. January. Yeah, it's tricky. tricky. It's tricky. That's very confusing. Um, so do you, do you consider it a winter record? No, I don't know. It's we a record on... for all seasons. Really? We no, worked on it for on. like well, so long that it doesn't Four really... years? It was about... The actual... Two? It, it did take a long time. It took a long time. That's so... kind of... Actually, I was joking, but that's kind of like what I was thinking about was like it's not really specific to a time yeah as far as like yeah season we didn't like do it all in once and when one... were we writing a lot of that stuff though more probably the fall or something yeah do you ever, justin so, likes the fall do you ever the, the the band or uh no everyone yes. will be. we the just like that was... one song that everybody likes totally wild can't you see totally wild now yeah that one but um but the season, he likes the season to fall, so we'll maybe fall. I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's I th- actually, I do think it's kind of a winter record. I'm sorry. No, no, that's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Who's I, Frank? Oh, oh, I don't. What it's an acronym, but I don't remember what yeah, for. I, I don't remember what it was. Today. We I originally had had what, what it was, but I think we forgot. It's just that actually, Frank is a um. Like, the, uh, we have another song called Bass Jam that was just kind of like what we nicknamed it yeah. as we're writing. And Frank is the same way. But that's what we called it as we're writing it. And we just kept it. Um, at, I think it was like... We did have a song that the working title was Bits, remember? Boys in the Shop. Yeah, Ooh, that's oh, Hello. <laughs> but but that's, that song that's got... Uh, right I think we've cool. turned that into another song or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I can't remember what the acronym was. Yeah, I think it was a joke because we already had a song called Ian. It's named after our friend Ian of the band Gag, who was on tour with us. With with us. He was um, like the roadie for Iron Lung on that tour I mentioned. And uh, he really liked, I think he liked that song, or we just liked Ian. We thought we'd name a song after him. Is that his ringtone now? I don't know. I would hope so. But I remember we add, at one point, we added a middle section to the song, and he's like, he didn't, he wasn't into it. Oh, no. Yeah, he was like, was like, yeah, he was like why'd, you, why'd you add that part? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, like. <laughs> so funny. Uh, have any of the songs on your record, like, once the record comes out, you're like, just don't play them anymore? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. So you might have fans that uh, have never heard you play like their favorite song yeah, yeah that happens all possibly, the time yeah especially because we switched john from synthesizer to guitar he actually only knows five songs from the record oh okay and that may be all he ever knows because we're writing new songs now sorry <laughs> we're trying to keep the momentum going because the last one took so long <laughs> uh no uh keep the momentum going. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, now a friend of mine uh, works at a hotel in Spokane, and uh, either I can tell this story or you can tell this story. Oh, oh shit, really? <laughs> Only just, I wasn't there for this. Yeah, yeah, I'll it's tell It's funny because Nicole just brought this up. 
Yeah, I feel like they think it was funny too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we played this festival in Spokane, uh, Volume Fest. It was a really, really fun time. Yeah, that's and a great one. They basically put up all of the bands in this. Um, was it a remote? La Quinta? No, no, no. Oh, remember, you, oh Red, Red Lion. Lion. Red Lion. Yeah. But it was like this new posh version of Red Lion. Yeah. Remember, it was just R. It was cool. It, oh, it's just R. It was like it yeah. was like just like that. They also yeah. sick free coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah, they take they take care of you. Yeah. Anyway, so the festival put up all the traveling bands in this hotel. So it was like a hotel full of bands, but it just happened to be going on during the same weekend in Spokane that um, this like little league championship was happening. <laughs> so it was tons of 20, 30-year-old band people and families. Just like tons of tons of little league families. And uh, the night little, of our wait, hold on. Little League family sounds like a weird like voting demographic. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he really speaks to the Little League family <laughs> yeah. on the campaign trail. It, it was nuts, though. It was it was a very bizarre clash of demographics, basically. Um, Do you think there's any romance sparked? Do you think there's like a, like a Romeo Juliet style like like? Like she's in the little league and he plays bass or like you know she oh, plays anything. bass. Oh, hopefully he... not that. I was thinking more like little league mom oh, isn't yeah. isn't getting enough attention from little league dad or, slash or coach. Yeah. and then she or meets like coach. me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can see that happening. I'm like, do you know like, about the free pretty coach? good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not oh, bad. Have you ever had uh, Cafe Vita? Yeah, <laughs> it's not like uh, Maxwell House. Right. <laughs> if anything, I felt like so weird to be like a band dude in that scenario because there's just the like, families and there's just like it seems cool like it would dudes. Feel there. like the same as like cool being at people. like being at a hotel with like people that are at Disneyland where you're like, there's all these people that are here for one thing, but I'm here for something completely yeah. different. Exactly, exactly. It totally had that feeling to it. Anyway, so uh, the night of our show. Uh, the band, I could probably just say it was them, right? They yeah. don't care. Anyway, no, no, Miss no. Cummings, our friends, <laughs> they were playing the same festival but just a different show. And oh, like, a lesser show, I'm assuming. No, no, no. Actually, they, their, they, show their show was awesome. They had awesome. cool blue lighting. And, and they, they had great lighting and they played awesome. Yeah. They were so good. Um, anyway, I think like most of them got pretty drunk. Except okay, for Nicole. Nicole told me the thing. The idea was to get joe really drunk because i guess joe doesn't usually get drunk okay yeah yeah so oh you know that's always a good plan someone who normally doesn't get drunk getting them drunk. they're like yeah always in, in, and on the other side of the state that's but it was like let's get him really drunk just for fun because she just wanted to see what it would be like. yeah totally we all had drink tickets i think right yeah. and stuff like that but anyway and clark who plays bass in miss cummings plays tambourine and dream decay and so, um, so, talents. <laughs> so anyway, like they all get pretty drunk and like Dream Decay is like pretty boring when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like we smoke weed occasionally and stuff like that, but we're not really like, we're pretty low key. Yeah. Anyway, everyone goes back to their hotel rooms. I think that we like got burritos and like watched a movie or something. Yeah. Oof, and then at some fun. point, at some point, uh, me and John were like, oh, you know, what? let's be like. Let's be bad. Let's go to the um, vending. Let's machine. go to the vending machine <laughs> and get some candy to wash these burritos yeah. out. I know at like two a.m. or whatever. And so we're going. We figure out where it is. We're walking down this long hotel. Which also, I like how you have to figure out where the vending machines yeah. are. Okay, in the hotel. wait, hold on. It was really hard. I will tell you that it wasn't. There wasn't one on our floor. <laughs> so we we figured out where it was, and um, 
we're walking down this like super long high, uh, hallway and um, we kind of turn around and we noticed that um, some of the Miss Cummings people were like, were at the other end of the hallway walking towards us. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Like, let's go say, hey, see how they're, see how they're doing or whatever. And all of a sudden I just like got this vibe. I'm like, oh my, oh, they're like, they're like really fucked up right now. <laughs> like they're like really drunk. And then all of a sudden they start running towards us. And this screaming, hallway man. is so long. We're like trapped and they're <laughs> screaming and doing like somersaults and like just running as fast as they can towards us. And I'm like freaking out. Like, where do I go? And all of a sudden I hear two separate dogs that are in hotel rooms start barking. And this is like 2 a.m., you know, hotel. Little League families everywhere, whatever. Oh, Little League families yeah. always have dogs. Yeah. Anyway, so the dogs are barking. Me and John are, like, scrambling to get out of this hallway. We, we gotta get out of here. We can't be with them. Anyway, this guy... we oh, One of the hotel rooms basically swings... The, the front door swings open. It's this, this dad in nothing but his underwear... And he just screams at the top of his lungs. He just says, what the fuck is going on? And, of course, he opens the door to me and John, and we're speechless, <laughs> and we're trying to explain in the fastest way possible that it's them, not us. And then we're, like, we just, like, we just book it, basically. We start running, and then, like, another woman opens the door, and she's, like, trying to figure out what's happening. And we just, like ignore her and keep passing her and then this other woman comes out and she's holding a baby she's holding a baby and she looks like she's scared for her life she's like do i need to like go outside is there an emergency and um yeah i don't it, it turns was, out there wasn't supposed to be dogs in there yeah at all. oh and so, like, so like the security guard came out and he was concerned about the dogs that's great and, oh, so the dogs kind of saved your bacon a little bit. yeah absolutely Even you're a vegetarian and you don't have any bacon yeah. to save that's true. But yeah, so that was a really odd situation to find ourselves in, especially being. I wish I was there. You know, a burrito and vending machine. <laughs> so type you of guys expi- inspired such excitement that you guys like woke up half a floor of a hotel by people running towards you because they're so excited and exuberant to see you. Yeah. Well, well, well like what what I, what I like is that right now there is. Uh, a little league podcast being recorded, where oh. the where the the guests are telling the opposite version of this story. I would love to hear that story. <laughs> okay, so let's get serious for a second. Where do you two? I mean, you have to answer this separately. Where 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 do you like to eat your coffee? Where do you like to eat your your Joe your coffee? Um, That's a great question, Alex. I'll let you go first. Um, Did you already I'm, say that you like coffee? I do, and you're the only one who's drinking coffee right now. Yeah. And it's actually pretty decent. It's a pretty basic cup, but it's pretty good. It's a 10-ounce Americano I'll, from a place that shall remain nameless. Why? Because I didn't say it was stellar. I said it was basic. It's from Vivace. <laughs> they do what they do. Um, Whoa. That, uh, that, that, dude, I, would, I would love to see... Fired. The, I would love shots to, fired. Shots fired. I would love to see a billboard. Vivace. We do what we do. <laughs> yeah. Um... I would say, and um, full disclosure, my roommate is a manager there, and I get some coffee at the house, but it is really my favorite, Herkimer. Oh, yeah. That's good coffee. Herkimer. Herkimer is pretty good. I like Vivace, maybe because I'm used to like a ritual where I come yeah. here to the record store and I go there. 
right before, but um, I'm not particularly picky. Oh. Oh, oh, our local to us, also very good, uh, Empire Espresso. Yeah, Empire is great. In Columbia, in City. Columbia City. Oh, they had one. That they out. had one uh, here in Capitol Hill for a while. Just, Where's uh, that at? It's uh, uh, right around the corner from the Starbucks. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's right around the corner from the oh, Starbucks. Right off Rainier. Let's make a field trip out there. Yeah, it's good. Quite good. Uh, you know, I know Justin, um, it's not their coffee, but I know one place you like to go to before you come to work. Mm. Mm. I know what you're going to say. Well, why don't you just say it then? Oh, is it? Is it, uh... Bakery Nouveau? Yes. I love that. I love that you saw me there that day, too. Uh, it was funny. So, what it was, was I had the day off, uh, and, uh, me and my special lady friend were at Bakery Nouveau getting snacks, and then it was funny because I was like, oh, there's Justin. And it's just weird to see someone in your life waiting in line, especially when you know exactly what they're doing. Like, yes. Like, I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... <laughs> which, the thing is, I love everything they have except their coffee. Their coffee, I think it's awful. Uh, yeah, it's not my favorite. It's shitty. No. I used to live a block away, and I would walk past it to go to other places to get coffee. Yeah, I think that day in particular, I had this, like, moment where I was like, you know what, it's gonna be a long day, you've had a long week. You need a pong chocolate. You need to go to Bakery Nouveau. And treat yourself before you start this shift at the record store. Did this horrible, horrible, awful shift. Those <laughs> awful people. So I'm actually kind of excited. I actually wrote down um, where my favorite um, coffee place. You know, here. actually, <laughs> it's unfortunately we are running out of time. No, 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 actually, no. The, 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 the next show, the next show, the next show has to go on. This is AM radio. You got to lay off the caffeine because your blood pressure. I got it all written out. It took a lot of time. I just. If you just give me that oh, real quick. Okay, so I want to thank uh, Alex and Justin from Dream Decay. Their record is called You. Why You. Um, is your next record going to be Why You? Like W-H-Y space. Y-O-U. Don't answer that. Uh, this is another uh, accents on purpose. Thank and if you. you're looking for a really good place for coffee, okay, uh, and we are out of here. <laughs>